Hey, Scott. Yes, Adam. Your voice sounds like it's improved since the last show. Yeah, I wasn't Skyped in this time. Coming to you almost live from the Ghostbusters headquarters, this is the Unknown Studio. I'm Scott. I'm Adam. We are your nerdy, slightly terrified hosts. I'm a, I'm a full torso vaporous apparition. And I am dripping with ectoplasm. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew you, I knew you looked excited. That's, <laughs> that's what that was. Oh, right. <laughs> and on the show with us today, we've got a couple of fabulous nerds. To my podcast north is Jay Runham. Hello, hello. How's it going? Very good. And <laughs> to my podcast east is Stephen Hodges. Where the sun comes up. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I'm where the sun sets. Oh. I'm where Canada is. That's that's good, right? Yeah. I can, that's okay. I'm Does okay. that make you the Mexico of this podcast? <laughs> Arriba. <laughs> Love it. You don't see it all, but... um. Adam is actually wearing quite an impressive sombrero. It's right? true. That's true. Biggest sombrero I've ever seen. I use it to hold all these beers. You know, I mean, <laughs> I just have to make sure not to move my head. Yeah. It's very difficult, actually. Uh, we wanted to have you guys on the show because, uh, well, for a couple reasons. Jay's a quitter. That's one That's of the reasons. One reason. That's we a good definitely, We want to talk about how Jay quits at everything. Quitters are big on this he, podcast. Assuming, a, assuming that more often. That is, of course, assuming he doesn't quit this podcast. Are, you, are you planning on leaving right in the middle of the show? About halfway, okay. yeah. Two thirds. <laughs> Fair enough. That's totally understandable. <laughs> and we wanted to have Stephen on because you've been up to some interesting shit. You were you spoke at Pechkucha. I did. You talked about full frontal nerdity. Yes. And there's a lot in that category to discuss. Mm-hmm. So why don't we start there? Sure. Why don't we start with why you have embraced this term? This you you're championing it. What is full frontal nerdity? Well, Full Frontal Nerdity kind of started from my involvement with the Calgary Comic and Entertainment Expo. Right. In 2010, actually on my birthday, I had the honor to introduce Mr. Leonard Nimoy, or Spock, from the original Star Trek series, to the town of Vulcan, Alberta. Uh, It was the first time that he was ever brought there. It was a massive celebration that got international coverage, and people from all around the world came. I just picture you driving into Vulcan, unloading a crate, cracking it open in front of the assembled members of the town, (laughs) and Leonard Nimoy just like vampiring out of it. (laughs) Are you ready to Spock? (laughs) I can't hear you. Are you ready to Spock? Did you say that? I wish I did. <laughs> <laughs> I if said, only he could go back in time. <laughs> Damn it. I said, well, if we're keeping it nerdy, if only he had a TARDIS. But uh, if we're, I, um, I probably said Leonard Nimoy's name like 13 times in the introduction. <laughs> it right? was my um. Leonard Nimoy was my um or ah. So instead of saying um, ah, it was Leonard Nimoy. Mr. Leonard Nimoy. Leonard so, Nimoy. <laughs> Leonard Nimoy is here. Nimoy. And uh, Leonard Nimoy is uh, going to Leonard Nimoy and Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, I just let Nimoy. Nimoy in my pants. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm gonna make that my new um. I'm just gonna say Leonard. Uh, Leonard, 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 Leonard At Pechicucha, Maze Balls was my um. For <laughs> I said Maze Balls three times in a span of two minutes, and everyone was like, "Maze Balls, huh? Sweet." So obviously, introducing Spock to his home planet was, was a Maze Balls. Was a Maze Balls. It was a Maze Balls. <laughs> Leonard Nimoy, and uh, to promote 
I was uh, I started the Calgary Expo Twitter account and built its follower base and built that social media community and I also brought it on the old Facebook and saw that grow and was kind of the cool uncle and still am to a certain extent of the Calgary Expo and one of the hashtags I started using for the Twitter account was full frontal nerdity right I I didn't invented i think it was one of those common nomenclatures there's blogs out there but i just started it because i'm like the calgary expo is just full like yeah full frontal nerdity yeah and uh, a few people just kind of raised their raised their eyebrows and they're interested i said it in a few interviews and the um news hosts would think i'd said full frontal nudity <laughs> um so they're like really a show like that isn't this a family show no. <laughs> but naked people i'm like no 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 full frontal nerdity so since then, it's kind of started a life on its own, okay. and um, the expo has since moved on to other hashtags, so I kind of adopted Full Frontal Nerdity. And to me, Full Frontal Nerdity is the celebration of your, your passions, and one of the realms of thought or schools of thought that I have now is that you can be a nerd and a geek, but I would argue that no matter what your your stereotype is, if you're a jock or... A nerd or jocks are just sports nerds. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah That's totally. the thing. So what I'm saying is, um, I want you can be nerdy or geeky over anything, whether it's sports, whether it's like, like if you're a, one of those wine or scotch aficionados. Yeah. Like if you think about it, wine tastings are just like comic cons, but for people who drink. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually never thought of it that way. But if you think about it, no, it yeah. is because you, you bring now. in this guest. <laughs> Who's the person from the the winery and they're showing off all their Knowledge. creations or yeah, whatever yeah, you want to yeah. call it. And it's just this common community. So basically, yeah, Full Frontal Nerdity is the celebration of your passions. And what I want to do now is kind of go out and meet those people that are passionate about the things that we all know and love and the people that you don't necessarily – like you wouldn't know that there's an organization in Edmonton that's based on recreating landmarks in the city out of Lego. Or no, actually, I, I did not. I, I did. Yeah, the Northern did know Alberta that. Lego Users Guild. They are really excited for the Lego store to open at Southgate. I bet I, they are. <laughs> wait, wait, super excited. Sense. Wait, there's a Lego store opening at Southgate. Yes, yeah. dude. How did you not? It was all. Over I have. Twitter. I have oh. no idea how I didn't know this. They're pretty awesome too. So That's... who who do I just who do I sign all my checks to? <laughs> like honestly, Lego. Le- I love yeah, yeah L-E- the Lego Capitals. Corporation. Yeah. yeah, it has to be in caps. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So whether it's Lego, um, there's a hacker community, mm-hmm. the Edmonton New Technological Society. They go and they they hack things, not like hack like anonymous. But they'll like <laughs> they're not like trying to they'll get take like, like hacksaw hack, common right? yeah common household <laughs> objects and re- oh, repurpose them or make oh them like better. life hacker type yeah like stuff. life hackers oh, cool and I think those are fantastic. So what I want to do is I want to like make these connections and like tell their stories. And kind of show people, because actually, after my Pecha Kucha presentation, uh, a handful of people came up to me and they're like, oh, I want to know more about Nalug, the Lego Users Guild. I want to know more about the the hacker community, like the life hacker community. And I think that if we go and we tell these stories, people will want to join these communities and they'll only grow because of them. So. so how are you going to tell those stories? You've done your Pecha Kucha thing. Now, now you need to get out there and really pound the pavement. Yeah. So I'm wanting to do a podcast. I'm starting to kind of reach out to a few people that are nerdy about a lot of awesome things. Um, Lindsay McNeil, who you guys had on your podcast recently, her, who yeah. made the top forty for yeah, Cineco. Totally. Yes, she did. She I t- voted. 
I, I was at the next act on sa- on Saturday morning, the the Saturday before Saturday before this podcast was recorded, and she told me she had three days to finish writing her screenplay. Oi. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're they're down to the grind. But anyway, sorry. But that's the thing. And she, yeah, I'm a voter. Um, Jay actually has hop <laughs> like leapfrogged me in the top we're super fans yeah. in the Cinecoop yeah. project. Oh, we're we're uh, friendly com- com- competitors. You That's and Steven are. are. Yes, yeah. and we're As in the top fans. fifty super fans in in Canada. Yes, apparently, yeah. yeah. And uh, actually, an Edmontonian is the number one super fan. Well, let's diverge here for a moment. What does it take to become a super fan on Cinecoop, Jay? Well, it all it took for me was that they have. Uh, fan missions right. so they set up on on your profile when you sign up when you sign in they have kind of like fan missions so like comment five times on these particular missions and and like so many things so all it took for me was doing those plus a little bit extra and i got into the top five so i completed Ooh. all my missions wow and i just have to do a little more of the little bit extra and then I, I can, <laughs> and then you'll have I all the votes yeah. yeah cool yeah, cool. and you, you get extra votes for it too, so you can vote for like like I got to vote for uh, Jillian's just right seven times because I had extra votes where I could just throw them wherever I wanted to. Cool, as a super fan as well. So, yeah, it's lots of fun. Right on. So, so Stephen, back to back to your podcast. When do you think you're going to have this thing up and running? Have you set a timeline for yourself? I want to get a. I think I want to go in the next few weeks and start recording them, and then get a few episodes in the can. So to speak, as they um, say, <laughs> I'm going to reach out to some of Edmonton's podcast finest and kind of learn by doing and actually learn how to edit it. And why why of, is he winking at us? Uh, <laughs> yeah, eh, eh. I quit. Don't look at me. Yeah. I quit. <laughs> but that's the thing now that he's quit. He's going to have a lot more spare time. On his yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. So that he can kind of nurture me. It. And uh, yeah, hopefully to get some by the. You've been looking for a protege, haven't you, Jay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to be his Padawan. I sent Jordan off too. into the world. Now I got to. You're free, boy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do what you will. So, sort of learn by doing, and yeah, we get a few episodes up in the summer, and just kind of work out, and also make headway because some of the individuals I think are a little shy. So yeah, you try to reach out mm-hmm. them, or try, and that's the thing, kind of, you know, get them to warm up to me so that we can have these conversations too. Because a lot of people don't like to toot their own horn; they just go in. But particularly like said, in this town. I, yeah. I'm serious. Mm. They are like, extreme. Edmonton is full of... It's interesting because you see like a lot of people are like, oh, look at this, a lot of chest thumping and super... But if you get like those, like the makers, as we're starting to celebrate in this great city of ours, yeah. the makers sometimes are just like, you know, I just kind of do what I love and whatever. And they just kind of shrug it off and they go back and they do what they think is awesome. So to kind of war- get them to warm up to somebody and actually... Get them to be proud of not like not only be proud of what they're doing, but able to kind of tell their story and then share it, and yeah. then hopefully get people to kind of get involved too. And then that's going to grow their community. They're going to get more members. They're going to do more events and kind of celebrate the cool communities that they have. Why are Edmontonians ashamed? <laughs> you know, I think we tried to cover this in our last show with uh, with Todd I think, and Amy. I think we actually kind of successfully covered it in our last <laughs> show, too. Well, I, what, what was the conclusion we reached? It's been a few weeks since then, so... I don't, uh, I don't remember. We are shitty at tooting our own horns. <laughs> it's true. Uh, most Edmontonians are, and for whatever reason, um, when whenever anyone does it, to a normal degree, it's like everyone else is just like, oh... Everybody just cringes. Oh, he's bragging, or yeah. she's bragging. And it's like, it's this thing that we frown upon for some reason. So I think, I think Stephen's your strategy is actually the right one. You get to be the champion for those people. 
you get to shine a light on what they're doing because they're not going to fucking do it. They're just going to keep building Lego buildings. One thing that I am really good (laughs) at in my personal and professional life is shamelessly promoting other people. Like when it's so interesting because you can talk, I can talk for hours at a time about why I think something is so awesome and why you should get involved. And I have a really infectious enthusiasm because I am so genuine in what I'm interested in that I'll talk to people about these things and they'll want to go find out more. But yeah, when it comes to, and this might be the Ambentonian me, if someone wants to, you know, celebrate my accomplishments or like wants me to brag about something, I'll get all like, oh, who shucks and start kicking rocks and all that stuff. But yeah, as a shameless promoter of all things awesome, I think that I can take that next step yeah. and kind of, like you said, be these people, like the champion yeah. of this of the people, the nerds and the geeks. You are the champion, my friend. You are the champion. I should make a belt. No time for losers. We are the champions of the nerd world. So that's exactly what I kind of want to do. <laughs> and I think that, yeah. And if it's, you know, five people listening, ten people listening, I'll be. You got to start somewhere, dude. Exactly. We started somewhere. The tens of fans. I was yeah. one of the tens of fans at one time, and then it slowly started growing. And I think I didn't get into the 50s or the 40s of fans. Seriously, Jay? <laughs> I thought you were with us from the beginning. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, probably. Yeah. Um. I, I really do want to explore the idea of why Edmontonians are shitty at, at tooting their own horns, and where, like, where do we learn that behavior? Did, did from you, each other? It, is that what it is? No it's, one likes a no one likes a braggart. No one likes a braggart. Well, no, it's there's this implication that um, Edmonton is this crummy place, and so anybody who lives here should just kind of be inherently ashamed of it somehow. And then whenever you do something great or something great comes out of this city, it's kind of tempered by that. Oh yeah, but it came out of Edmonton. <laughs> And we should we should maybe not ju- be as proud of that. If it did come out of Calgary, well then. Do you think? Because I kind of think it's almost a Canadian thing. Do you? Almost. But like, it's almost like in Edmonton, it's to the nth degree. Yeah, but you don't hear Vancouver people being like, no, you oh, kind of do. Fringe was filmed and you, here. And you absolutely do. You absolutely do out of Montreal and Toronto. Oh, maybe I don't know. But when I like when I went to Hawaii, they're all about like being like, oh, like Lost got filmed here, or like. Remember Pearl Harbor and like the talking about no, all we, the Pearl Harbor Har- yeah. Harbor was not only filmed there, yeah, but it was also actually that's what I meant, but whatever. <laughs> I whatever. Uh, but but they were very much about like talking about how awesome Hawaii was and go do this and go check that out and go. D- and I feel like it's different in Canada, like maybe I'm just not watching enough TV or something. It's but. almost like when someone's when you're like, Hey, Edmonton's cool because this happened, and someone's like, That's dumb. We're like, Yeah, you're right. <laughs> we're not just like, No, fuck you. It's awesome that that thing happened. Yeah, here. where the states would be like, No, this is awesome. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it sucks or not. You know, I met a guy, I met a, a guy from uh, from Indianapolis yesterday. And he was talking, he's like, Edmonton's terrific. Like, it's, it's wonderful. He's lived in, he lived in Indianapolis. He lived in Cincinnati. Spent a lot of time in Chicago. And he's just like, you know, Edmonton's great. The only mark against Edmonton is that the architecture is boring. But you're working on that. Yeah. Otherwise, it's as great as any decent Midwestern city. And Chicago? Well, I don't know about that. I was going to say. But, I mean, you know, you can't compare. You can't compare Edmonton to Chicago. Just you like, can't. You it, can't compare Edmonton to Toronto. They're distinctly differently sized and constructed. But there's good shit here, and we're not good about talking about the good shit. Yeah. Does that make sense? Was that we're bad at talking about ourselves? We're bad, yeah. at, we're bad at talking about ourselves in a positive way. I think yes. it's also because there's two sides of the coin. You'll have the people that are... You know, oh, shocks. Yeah, it's from Edmonton. But then you'll also have the people that are almost 
overly so. Yeah, like confident to yeah. like to this uh, pretense. They're just like, if it, you guys don't like Edmonton, fuck you. <laughs> like we are this awesome and we are so awesome. And then you kind of get this like false bravado, and then you get these people like championing our city, and like that's why. Like champion, it's a very it's a fickle fiend. And another thing too, touching on like yeah. you said how Ho- like Hawaii celebrates. Oh, Lost was filmed here. Yeah, yeah totally. And Hawaiian five, like Hawaii five. Well, yeah, that was Hawaii. Lost yeah. was a, a, an island Lost somewhere in the ocean. But Watching. with Fringe and with these Canadian film television series, they're not. It's not Vancouver. It's. Yeah. It's it's Massachusetts and it's New York and these yeah, are all they're like, faking something else. Yeah, yeah, but now actually you have like shows like Continuum, I think it is, and they're actually oh, yeah, it's Canadian like it's set made. in Vancouver. Because why not? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. well, and it's Canadian. Why Canadian, not, eh? Yeah. Like <laughs> it's the Canadian spirit. Yeah, but that's more of a Canadian. Isn't that a Canadian produced? Like it's not ABC coming up to film in Vancouver. It's CTV film. I think in Vancouver, it's right? um, sci-fi, which and is I think Canadian it's too, right? Space. It's no, sci- sci-fi isn't. Sci-fi oh, is American American Space. Sorry, sci-fi spaces, is owned by yeah. NBC and yeah, Space is space. Yeah. So it's kind of like but a joint collab or is it showcase? There are a few decent uh, Canadian shows that have started to become popular mm-hmm. in oh, the yeah. States. Like, uh, I'll say Corner Gas. Okay. I, I knew is, people in the States right? who watched Corner Gas and thought that it was uh, a wonderful comedy show. There's, There's that one about the, the border cops, and I can't remember the name of it for the life of me off the top of my head. I know which one you're talking about, too, yeah. but I can't remember. But it's huge in the UK, like absolutely massive. Yeah, so, I mean, really? Yeah. Canada's starting to it develop its own culture. Took us a couple hundred years. <laughs> I think that's probably what it takes. A couple, <laughs> a couple hundred, hundred years. Yeah. Like, every other country on Earth is much older than Canada. <laughs> that's true. Like... Really? Technically, we're older than the states. True. But we don't. I don't know. They they got a leg up on us with Hollywood, though. That's true. Yeah. Like they really do. Yeah, just that being the center of like filmmaking and storytelling definitely sort of uh, helped. Yeah. I was having a conversation with somebody about Canadian film versus American film and how that American film kind of dra- not drags us down, but we can so very easily compare. Like, well. Look what gets made in the states compared to get what's get made here. It doesn't make Canada's movies bad. It's just, it's like that comparison right off the bat, right? I feel like uh, the one of the th- I took a can- Canadian film class a long time ago in university, and all Canadian films are about Canada. Yeah, totally. They're not like just about people that live and like the the country itself feels like a really big character in the films, and you don't really get a lot of that. In U.S. movies, it's just a story about people who happen to be in the U.S. That's certainly prevalent. You do have U.S. rah-rah movies. Sure. Mm-hmm. But the, I don't but, think overwhelmingly. But no, you're, so. you're right. And uh, I think that that, it's it's this weird CanCon thing where if yeah. it's made in Canada, somehow we have to trump it Canada. Totally. And yeah. that is kind of to the detriment of the material feel it feels like it It sometimes lets a lot of shitty stuff sometimes yeah but all we have to do is convince people here to make good stuff and brag about it yeah and we'll continue to change that landscape totally and that's what steven's doing continue yeah to be proud of what you do and also yeah just kind of talk about it or have someone let you let them tell your story to other people so that they will be more interested they'll want to find out more information so steven you are the full frontal nerdity facilitator. The full frontal nerd. Yeah. A lot of people, too, like with my... A lot of people are like, what are you a nerd about? And I, I enjoy Doctor Who. I love playing video games and 
reading comic books. I'm a trades guy, so I'm not collecting. I don't have the cardboard box anymore. But I'm a, I'm a nerd for nerds. I'm a geek for geeks. Like I really, I really get something when I talk to somebody who's passionate about cosplay. Um, like Kristen Welker, for example, she I showcased her in my Petra Kucha presentation, and she's actually starting a company called Bada Boom Costumes. And she's actually making costumes. She's a seamstress, and she's making costumes for other people. On top of she goes and she costumes like cosplay. She does a a really good Julie Newmar Catwoman. And really, this year at the Calgary Comic Entertainment Expo, her and her some of her friends are doing like Gotham Gotham Playboy bunnies. <laughs> so they're doing like the old like Playboy Club style costumes right. as like DC comic book characters. Wow. And I definitely want to tell her story because that's the thing too. Even though it's only like. By you know, starting off is five or ten people, then hopefully those five or ten are gonna kinda tell five more and then kinda more it's gonna grow and then hopefully the exposure for these people mm-hmm. will expand. Cool. Well, I look forward to your first podcast and maybe even helping you with it a little bit. That would be amazing. <laughs> Amaze balls. Ama- that would be amaze balls. Leonard Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy. Do you have a business plan, but you're not sure where to go from there? Do you want to increase sales? Get noticed? Wow your audience? Make your mom proud? Well, we've got you covered. We're connected, we're creative, and we're innovative. We are Strategy First. If you've got a great product or service and you want the whole world to take notice, call Focus Communications. Let's start a conversation. Go to focuscom.ca. Well, it's time once again for Story Slam, friendly listener, but not just any Story Slam. Nay, nay, the month of March was the Slam-Off. The winning storytellers of the previous year were invited to compete head-to-head to determine whose stories were the slammiest. But before we get to the grand champion, here's a story from Wade O'Neill, fitting in with the nerdy bent of this particular episode about a different sort of hero. The village idiot was the first one to spot the dragon. He named it Swoopy, and the dragon, as if taking instant offense to that title, swooped down and cremated half of the villagers in their sleep. Beneath the black blanket of night, there was no cover from the beast. Horses were roasted, houses toasted, and businesses became bonfires in the winged reptile's wake. My accounting office, too, was incinerated, but I was among the fortunate few, not only to have survived, but also to have owned Dragon Insurance. And now, several months later, the office of Ebenezer O'Neill has been completely rebuilt, and today marks the grand reopening. But no sooner do I dust off my abacai when, bang, the front door flies off its hinges, and in storms a bearded barbarian with a giant axe. Its blade resembles a painter's palette having been splattered by different colors of blood from a menagerie of monsters. Ebenezer, he roars with a voice of sonic sandpaper. We demand your counsel. We? And then a woman emerges from behind his eclipsing frame. She's dressed in fur from an owl bear, according to the head hanging listlessly from her stole. And her voice, like the fur itself, is soft, warm, comforting. My name is Mildred, she says. This is Felga, my husband. Madness hath overtaken him. Follow me to the boardroom, I say. I'll get the door. We gather round the oaken table and I ask Mildred, 
What is this madness you speak of? I need a new axe, Felger interrupts. A great axe. And my lady, you protest this purchase. Felgar will forfeit our entire savings to obtain this weapon. We'll have not for retirement. I see. And Felgar, when were you planning to retire? When Swoopy the Dragon is dead. And this is why you need the new axe? Silent. Felgar raises his fist as if trying to punch God, which I can only assume means yes. Hear ye both, I tell them, as I discuss the risks of this proposed acquisition. Assume that you buy the axe and embark on your quest to slay the dragon. If you succeed, well, there's a sizable bounty on Swoopy's head and retirement shan't be an issue. But if you fail, suddenly Mildred stabs Felgar with a gaze so cold, even the frost giants of the Bjork Fjords would shiver. I know, Felgar, you will be dead, I will be destitute, and your axe, like my widow's heart, will be broken. The axe is indestructible, he grumbles. And I reply, tis moot. If you get killed, the axe might be good as new, but t'would also be good as lost. Who would dare retrieve it? Of more import is the fact that, Felgar, you die without a coin to your name. Right now, I am a wizard, a numbermancer, weaving my spell. But so far, I've only illuminated the problem. They came here for a solution. Felgar, I've heard that the goblins of the musty mountains have stolen great wealth from an accountant's guild in the area. Before buying the axe, I implore ye to seek out said mountains and get the goblins therein. Goblins, he sneers, tis a yeoman's quest but they have gold. It's the quickest way to raise the capital you need without risking your savings. But take heed, there are downsides to this plan. You'll be away from home for at least a year. I'll survive, Mildred says. And Falgar, you'll need supplies, which will require some of your savings, but we can draft a budget. And lastly, you could get injured or killed. Killed by goblins? You dare insult me? Quiet, you insufferable dolt, Mildred scolds. Ebenezer, we are interested in this approach. What is the next step? Well, the fee for this consultation is 100 silver, and I require a retainer of 200 before proceeding. We are grateful for your advice, kind sir, and happy to pay, she says. Two years pass. An uproar outside makes me knock my abacus down in mid-calculation. Hath the dragon returned? Nay. Trumpets herald the return of Felgar with a gilded axe in one hand and dragging the dragon's head with the other. As barrels of meat are emptied, pipes are piped and lutes drummed, I reflect on the small part that I played, a part that will never be immortalized through song or story, but that's fine. Now that Felgar hath won the dragon's bounty, I can increase his fees with minimal pushback. <laughs> But among champions, who is the undisputed story slammer of them all? Well, for a second year running, it's Omar Mualam. If you open my junior high yearbook, no one would blame you for thinking the janitor snuck in in front of the Jostens' background. <laughs> Actually, the chinstrap ninth grader is me. For as long as I could have had a beard, and from the moment someone older than me asked me to bootleg for them, I've known that it's something special. Spend a day with me and hear the cat calls I get from men. Sweet beard, man. What a beard. Dude, how'd you get that beard? 
My answer, nothing. I did absolutely nothing. There's only one place where this beard doesn't fly, and if you guess the airport, you only get half a point. The answer, ironically, is the Middle East, though it was in the Beirut airport that I realized this. Typically, the young Lebanese custom agents juggle text messaging with stamping whatever you put in front of them, but the one I got suddenly recalled everything from training. It wasn't just the questions about why I'm here and with whom I'm staying. He wanted to know what I studied, the mileage on my car, and whether I eat pork. I said yes to the last one, and I was let through immediately. When my grandpa picked me up, his hands went straight for my beard, and this is not unusual for men who have the same reaction to it that women have to baby bumps. But my grandpa was shaking his head. We're going to have to get rid of this, he said. It's trouble. I thought he was joking, but I understood the next morning as I walked around my family's hometown and boys playing soccer in the streets started chanting, Al-Qaeda, Al-Qaeda. Undeterred, I continued with my camera. I came across a wall spray painted with graffiti, but not average colorful urban graffiti. These were tags, these tags were hotmail addresses. See, back then in 2004, the internet was still a novelty in Lebanon, and your email was, in, was as impressive as a beard is in Canada. It was, it was too funny, and so I snapped some photos for friends. This wasn't easy to explain, though, to the barber who ran outside and demanded I tell him who I was and what I was doing. It might have been permissible if I took one photo and left, but being the amateur photographer I, pre- I pretend to be, I wanted the best composition. With my wretched Arabic, I could only describe my fascination with the wall like this. It laughs. The wall laughs, he asked. We don't in Canada? Oh, he said, you're not Lebanese. No, I'm not. Sensing his next question, I continued, I'm from the Mualim family, the son of Ahmed Mualim. Mualim, my son married a Mualim. I was off the hook. But then he threw me a curveball. Why did you say you weren't Lebanese? I'm Lebanese here, I said, but here not so Lebanese. He laughed, and then he brought me inside to show me what I thought at first was a mirror, but was actually the morning newspaper. I couldn't read it, but I identified my doppelganger, a surly bearded man with black rimmed glasses named Hassan Nasrallah, the leader of militant group Hezbollah. (laughs) Then he showed me something else, a straight razor, only 1,000 liras, about a dollar. I considered shaving my gift for a second, but declined. I decided now I'd only stick to photographing stunning vistas, and in Lebanon's Becca Valley there are plenty. Atop a mountain, I found an actual Roman ruin overlooking the valley. Surely photographing the beauty of nature and history side by side was normal behavior, but surely I was wrong. Two middle-aged men, obviously brothers, approached me with their arms crossed. This time, they they didn't know my dad, nor my mother, nor my uncle, grandpa, aunts. The only name I rattled off that they were familiar with was Karumi, the ice cream man from my childhood, which is not good enough. That's when I noticed the cross pendant necklaces, and I realized I had entered the Christian sex neighborhood. If my beard wasn't the harbinger of doom before, it was now. As a green van climbed up the mountain road, one of the brothers started waving it down. As it neared, I saw the green was actually a mix of greens. It was camouflage, and so were the uniforms of the men inside. Patrolling quiet streets wasn't unusual for the Lebanese army. After decades of civil war and great instability, it was their job to look like strange, look for strange folk like myself. When I tried to explain, they didn't want to hear any family names. Instead, they went straight for my camera and started clicking through the photos, from the Valley Vistas to the Hotmail addresses, all the way to my campus days of cake stands and motorboating waitresses at the Strat. 
This calmed them, but they still asked me to get inside the van. They wanted to take me to my family's house and find out more about me. But as I heard the call to prayer on the mosque speakers, I knew that none of them would be home. The only person I could think of was the barber, who hassled me earlier. Uh, He was technically family. After the kind barber explained to the soldiers that I was Lebanese in the heart but shit in the brains, they laughed and each gave my beard a tug before leaving. I I sat in the barber's chair and spent the best dollar of my life. By the time I left, the kids in the street weren't chanting Al-Qaeda, Al-Qaeda anymore. They were chanting America, America. Congratulations to Omar and to all of the past year's champions. Edmonton Story Slam goes every third Wednesday of the month at the Haven Social Club. It's 15120 Stony Plain Road. You can come down and listen to the stories for free or get up on stage and read your own. Now, the April Story Slam will have already gone by the time you've heard this episode, but maybe we'll see you on May 15th. take a moment we should take at least one moment. to thank some people who are known for championing certain causes nerdy causes specifically our cause yes the unknown studio and we are thankful for them we're very thankful to the people at focus communications uh sue and dean human for sponsoring this podcast the for, amazing humans the amazing humans is the name of their forthcoming uh, uh sitcom uh, all about working in PR in the city of Edmonton. And uh, we really do appreciate the support that they provide to us. We also have to thank the... Through Digital Arts College. Which is really the Hogwarts of digital uh, media here in Edmonton. It's true. They uh, take young, impressionable minds. They sit them down and sort them into <laughs> houses. Yes. And then indoctrinate them in, <laughs> in the dark arts yeah. of digital media things like digital illustration and sequential art and and uh, and a lot of you know the sort of design tools that you might want to learn and of course they are led by their headmaster the dumbledore of, of digital, digital media. media in edmonton yes a purveyor of popsicles mr owen Briarley. that's correct and uh, we they've been they've been with us almost since, since the day beginning one, yeah practically yes and uh, we do really appreciate their support so thank you to our sponsors Jay, Lenin, <laughs> uh, we've let you off the hook a lot. That's okay. But uh, he's interjected a little. We've totally Leonard Nimoy the first, the first <laughs> chunk of this podcast. But I, I, I would like about... to open up a crate of Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> oh no! For and you. have me rise up with my <laughs> with your yeah, live long and prosper. Like totally. Yeah. yeah. I guess people can't really see my hands Shrek. on the. No, this is not on video. It is not visual capacity. at all. No. That's. There's not even a security camera in this room. <laughs> no there proof. should be, though. I can do Thank, it. Well, well, considering you've been literally pocketing stuff this whole time. <laughs> yeah, well, Thank yeah. God for that, because I don't think there is one of us that is wearing pants right now. That's true. <laughs> not it's a true. one. Not a one. Actually, okay to come into the studio, there's a sign that says no, no pants. pants. Yeah, it's yeah. a policy. It's to keep the room clean. I have no excuse. <laughs> oh, God. I, I literally nope. have no excuse. It's to keep the conversation light. Yes. <laughs> no one can be too serious and quick. when they're not wearing pants. Yeah, and, and for some guests who won't talk, this gets them to talk faster. Yeah. And the show can end more quickly. Yeah, totally. But surprisingly, Stephen and Jay are really comfortable with their pants off. So. It's true. I'm used to it after... What a year and a half, almost two years. We had the same policy, on right? J&J, yeah. So yeah, but you, you don't. Know. You don't anymore. No, we don't have that policy because anymore. you J and J is. It's not totally over. 
Well, tell, as as J and J, it's over. I'm, I'll tell you. It's, tell us the story. What what happened? Well, Jordan Jordan's getting busier with life. He's getting he's well he's becoming a teacher. Right. He's uh, studying here at Grant Mac, and I believe at the U of A eventually too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's becoming a sculptor of minds. Uh, one of those very very important people that. Teaches. Teaches. Yeah. That's terrifying. Teach. I've met Jordan. <laughs> absolutely terrifying. I'm actually really excited for him. Yeah. But, but uh, unfortunately, he couldn't keep going with, with the podcast. It's a, it's a little much on top of studying and on top of, like I said, learning how to sculpt those minds. So mm-hmm. so he had to call her quits. So Jay and Jay doesn't really make sense anymore. <laughs> so now it's just Jay. It's just it, the Jay show. It, it will be. Yeah. I think that eventually I'm going to either move on with what J&J had, whether it's still talking about film and talking about film here in Edmonton or it's having that as a component to whatever I do next. But, but yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hopefully keep going with it. Right on. I don't, right now I'm still crying you're, you're in the corner. <laughs> crying <laughs> yourself to it's sleep. It's the breakup phase? Yeah. It's not a breakup. It's not. I, I yeah, refuse. He was, he was adamant about that on their last show. Yeah. It's a mutual. It's a mutual. Yeah. There's no hard feelings. There's no... Uh, you, you didn't say goodbye. You said didn't. good journey. Yeah, because Jordan hopefully will still be on the show. Good journey. I, I think it's from Masters of the Universe. Sure. With uh, sure. with Courtney Cox and the guy who played Tom Paris on Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> and Dolph uh, Lundgren. Yep. And, Dolph and Lundgren. of course, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Courtney Cox was on that show? Yeah, you know who else was on that show? The uh, really? What the fuck is the name of the dude who played that president? <laughs> Morgan Freeman. That narrows it down to every, every American actor. In the it was this life. chief of staff on the movie Dave. He's a famous actor. Dave. Frank Langella. Sure. Oh, he yeah. played yeah. Skeletor. Yep. Really? Yes. Wow. It's a terrible movie, but it's awesome. I never... So I, it's a terribly awesome movie. It's terribly awesome. I was right before that age where Masters of these you Masters were, of these were, you weren't into He-Man? Cool. No, I was Ninja Turtles. Right. Yeah. Ninja Turtles. Hardcore. Hardcore Ninja so, Turtles. So these are some of the things you may still talk about in some Ninja kind Turtles? of podcast. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll just do a Ninja Turtles podcast. I mean, <laughs> all Ninja Turtles all the time. So you could fill me. literally days of podcasting just talking about the Ninja <laughs> oh, Turtles. Yeah. There's okay. a lot of Ninja Turtles stuff. That's true. Lots of different uh, Some of it is terrible. And, it's a hell, oh, yeah. Some it's of it is really next mutation. terrible. <laughs> it's a oh. hell of an excuse to eat pizza. Oh, yeah. All the time. All the time. I could get sponsors. Domino's. Done. Yeah. Didn't they sponsor the the first crappy movie? Yep. Which mm-hmm. I still enjoy secretly. Uh, Everyone the first movie was Who not does? that bad. Yeah. The second movie was worse because they were like, nope, this is for kids now, so you can't use weapons. And, or swear. Or swear. Anyway. And then the third one was they just went right off the road. Yeah. <laughs> third one doesn't exist. I, I'm pretty sure they No, it does. It. No, it, Unfortunately for delete, you, it does. Delete, delete, delete. Jay had that part of his brain removed. He did, yeah. The He's memory of Ninja Turtles 3. Small <laughs> chunk in the back. It's a very easy procedure. Surgically removed. I can show you guys how to do it. My Unfortunately, he can't do math anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's all part. It, Ninja Turtles and math are all in the same <laughs> part of the brain. Right. Same part of the brain. You understand, right. of course. Yeah. Steven, you are going to say something? My biggest takeaway from the first... Ninja Turtle movie was wise men say forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza. And Amen. I think it's something that we can. <laughs> I remember that. We can you take. Don't away. Or you do? No, I do remember oh, that. Better. Did you know that quote is also referenced in Borderlands Two, which I have God not bless played. Borderlands Two. Me neither. <laughs> you're not a you're, you're not a huge video game. Player. I was once upon a time. That, in but... fact, you met Jordan playing Halo. Yes, online. we did. And it, our last episode of J and J, we went kind of in depth about uh, 
our whole meeting, how we met and how we got to know each other. And you, yeah. re- you relived the romance. We, li- we did a little. There was tear shit, <laughs> maybe. Mine, just mine. But I have, I have something in my eye, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Onion, stop cutting. <laughs> so, uh, Jay, if, you, if and when you continue the podcast mm-hmm. Gravy Train, mm-hmm. minus the gravy, <laughs> as we all know. And um, the Ninja Turtles. And the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> What do you, when do you think you'll be doing it? And, and is there anything you're going to change? Like how, how much thought have you put into it at this point? A lot. It's, it's is that occupied right? a lot of my time recently. Um, yeah, it's going to be, I, I'm, I'm assuming cause it's going to be more my show and I'm going to be more f- the focus is I think it'll be more, uh, broad sense. So less just talking about movies and just talking about film and more, my interests, I guess. Sure. I'm still kind of in the middle of like what exactly I want to do. I'm hoping sometime next month. I, like Is I, that right? I really want to get going again. I'm, I miss podcasting already. Cool. And you've only been out of it for like a couple weeks. Yeah, like barely two weeks. <laughs> and you're probably driving your wife nuts all the time. I'm like, what do you think of this? What, do you, what, what about this? If I did this on a podcast, would you listen to this? Do you put a mic in front of her? <laughs> like, you should. You should. Yeah. yeah, the making of the New Jay <laughs> podcast. So I'm interviewing my wife. Honey, what do you think about uh, this? Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. What did you think of the next mutation? <laughs> no? No? Do you this think it's important? Can I talk about Ninja Turtles all the time, honey? And will you still love me? Do you think we should use leeks in tonight's dinner? Or maybe just stick to regular onions? <laughs> honey, you've been in the bathroom a long time. <laughs> knock, knock, knock with the mic. <laughs> this isn't a script. These are divorce papers. What's going on? <laughs> Life OJ. Now I'm going to point out that uh, Jay's wife is sitting behind him <laughs> quietly and is desperately trying not to de- guffaw right now. She is she is stifling <laughs> laughter. This is basically why I did that. <laughs> it's gonna be, you can breathe, Natalie. It's okay. <laughs> I love how she thanked you so that we let her. Breathe. Thank you for letting me breathe. I'm surprised she didn't it. come over here and smack me across the face, <laughs> which she is welcome to do. That's, that's no, okay on Unknown Studio? It's a little cramped in here. It'd be awkward for her to get I think it. that you have to keep the ball rolling, Jay, because you were one of the like the top five podcasts this in is the part C Magazine. I got to go, oh, shucks. Yeah, 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 you got to celebrate uh, that. You have a responsibility, Jay. Well, I, actually, I don't know about I'm, that. I'm being a little, uh, a little facetious, but not terribly. I, I do think, I don't like the idea of people just being like, I'm done. And walking away from everything, oh, no. like yeah. to some degree, you've cultivated an audience of listeners. They're interested yeah. in what you have to say. Maybe I don't, think, <laughs> I, I don't think you can just walk away from that shit. And I'm glad you're not. Oh, I'm definitely not. No, I'm definitely going to do something. I it definitely. I've got a website kind of idea going. A couple cool. ideas. Taking kind of uh, Mr. Hodges' lead here with his website. Was it Stephen J. Hobbs? Stephen J. Hodges. dot com. dot com. And then there will be. Uh, fullfrontalnerd.ca. Nice. Um, nice. Some people are giving me flack because I couldn't get .com, but that'll hopefully be the the like the nesting grounds for geeks on a pod, which is what I'm going to call the podcast. And nice. then also, it's kind of going to be like a celebration, like yeah, interviews and like e-bios and a blog, and hopefully like a little sandbox that people can play in and kind of celebrate what totally. they're ready for. Yeah, I'm. I'm seen Stephen J. Hodges and I kind of want to take that idea and run a little farther with it and maybe 
put my podcast on that as well. You always just want to run farther than <laughs> I Maybe. That, that's what the Cinecoop competition was I'll all be like, about. Oh, Super yeah, yeah, I just He's ran like, 10K. He's like, well, I just ran 15. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be fun. We can back and forth. Yeah. It'll be it'll be like pod combat it, casting. A, a podcast feud has just started. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, like the Hatfields and the McCoys, only way geekier. And less violent. <laughs> yeah, there's way less at stake You're going to listen to just Jay? Uh, <laughs> old Doyle's Rule. Yes. <laughs> oh, they... that, that's actually a good name for the for his new podcast. Oh, just Jay. Just, just Jay. Jay really? Just Jay. Yeah, it's not bad. I like not it. bad. I like it. It went from Jay and Jay to Just Jay. Just Jay. <laughs> I actually, that's... When I was a, a kid, everybody used to ask me what my name was like shortened for because I'd say, my name is Jay. And they'd be like, like, is that short for Jason? Is that short for Jeremy? And I'd be like, no, just Jay. And that was my thing when I was a kid. So it would go back. That's old there school. You go. Uh, his ha- life just had a callback. Yeah, now I have to do it, don't I? Now that I is amazing. I love callbacks too. Like real life callbacks? Yeah. When something in your life calls back to something that happened before. I decided to oh. also start a habit of writing down more things to call back on. Because there's lots of those times when you just say something or someone says something and you are like, oh my God, that was so great. I need to write that down. So I started writing them down. There's a few There's a few gems that I've come up with. You should see his arm. It's just covered it's all, with... Actually, all, <laughs> I'm going to get a tattoo and it's like my they're mom. just going to be all Like callbacks. a guy from Memento. Memento. Yeah. That's where I was going, yeah. Like, for example, one of them was, uh, I was talking to a friend about Mario Party, and she was like, I'm the best at Mario Party. I'm like, really? You're the best? She's like, no, seriously. I will destroy you. I will rape you for your stars. And I'm like, you will rape (laughs) me for my stars? And if you play video games, you're just like, like, wow. Because you know exactly what she means by that. Show of, like, you've all played Mario Party, I'm guessing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah, so you know exactly. If someone's like, I will rape you for your stars, you know exactly what they mean. They're going to yep. be those ninjas. <laughs> uh, just just a, a quick thing. Uh, just Jay is a good idea, but justjay.com and justjay.ca are already taken. They're justjay.ca is porn site. awesome. Is it actually? It goes to Jay Dobson's website. He's a CSS jQuery programmer. Oh, but his, his bio is hilarious. I'll read you the last two points under a little bit about him. When, when Jay Dobson was to a rabbit attempted savagely to remove the tip of his index finger, and then the next point says, I think rabbit stew is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so humorous, humorist Jay Dobson has trumped you. That's fine. That's cool. Scott's going to have to come up with another name for your new podcast. <laughs> I think we can still call it just Jay. Yeah, probably. No, I yeah. can still get away with it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Are you looking for current, relevant, highly specialized digital media instruction? You need to seek out The Guru. Guru Digital Arts College offers intense six-month programs that simulate real-world projects. You'll work in small classes in a casual professional environment and meet industry pros who offer a mentor-style approach to learning. Some institutions make the same claim, but with Guru, you'll develop the confidence to get out and become a part of the digital media community. Come visit us anytime. Check out a class, talk with our instructors, and be part of the Guru experience. For more information, email info at gurudigitalarts.com or call 1-877-429-4878. So, there's other stuff going on. There is well. other stuff. A lot of other. We're stuff. gonna what? Segue what do you into mean? It. <laughs> it's just not the world does not just revolve around Jay and I. 
Actually, it kind of does it because does. we're segueing into something oh, else you're okay. involved in. Go oh, on. Uh, there is an expo coming up, I believe. Correct. That you are involved in. April 26th, 27th, and 28th in the great city of Calgary. And the Edmonton show is... It's, is that in October? It's in September. It's the last weekend of September, I do believe. Well, we are going to have to get to that one, Scott. Because we can't get to the Calgary one. We can't. And that's because we're based in the city of Edmonton. That is true. <laughs> and, and Scott, and we are. There is actually a stat. Like, there's there's a standing order. Like yeah. a judge has signed papers saying that we can't go to Calgary for podcasting purposes. It's true. It's and just it's not something we can do. We have special ankle bracelets that if we pass the city of Red Deer, our uh, heads explode. Our heads explode. <laughs> Wow. It's, it's amazing that ankle really? bracelets can make your head explode, yep. but uh, there it is. Like those ones in the hey. Wild Wild West. It's so, science, yeah. yeah. Like dog collars? Or the like... less often seen movie Fortress, starring Christopher Lambert. <laughs> September 28th and 29th. Is the Edmonton Expo. Is the Edmonton Expo. But yeah, wow. the Calgary Expo is huge. Yeah, it's year. it's unbelievable. And it, uh, before we get into who some of the, the uh, sort of main guests are, there's a huge wrestling component this year that I don't has that existed at the Calgary Expo a lot in the past? We've had like we brought in the Honky Tonk Man. Right. We brought in Jake the Snake, Diamond Dallas Page was there, but this year they've kind of They've blown it, it out. Yeah, it seems like they've blown it out a little bit. Like with Bre- Edge and Bret Hart and Jim the Anvil Neidhart, so the Hart Foundation is getting a big uh, reunion. There's a lot of like a lot of indie wrestlers, there's uh, Mr. Beefy Goodness, Lance Nevada, who's <laughs> quite well known in the local, like the Canadian wrestling scene. Who so stole my nickname? I can't use Beefy Goodness for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, thing, that's right. I? That URL's, that URL's <laughs> been taken. Jay's just crossing them all on the list. He's like, what about Mr. Beefy Goodness? Nope. nope. But then going down the list of, of other guests that you have, it's completely astonishing. From uh, Nathan Fillion's a big one. Uh, I would be excited to see John Barrowman and even James Kalis from uh, from Battlestar Galactica. Nice. Like, and that's just to name a few. Peter Dinklage, Lena Headley, Gillian Anderson. I don't know any of this. Uh, Michael Bean, Linda Hamilton, yeah. and her co-star from Terminator 2, Robert Patrick. Oh, I thought you were going to say Arnold. I no. was going to freak out. Norman Reedus from The Walking wow. Dead is going to be there. It's just Weird Al Yankovic, John Carpenter, Stan Lee... It's unbelievable this year. You guys might have uh, crowd control problems again. I, We're I'm, actually nib that nip. We've nipped that in the bud. Oh, good. I'm glad so to hear speak. that. Um, last year there was uh, a lot of. Actually, that's another product idea. <laughs> what? Um, and I was gonna think of a game called Angry Nerds, and it's launching birds <laughs> at pigs. It would be uh, like. How come no one's thought of that Geeks. before? Someone mentioned it on Twitter. I'm like, I should take that up a step. So maybe I should go to a bunch of gamers and try to make it. But uh, no, what we're doing this year is now we have, with the exception of the, what is it now? The Scotiabank Saddle Dome. Um, we have the pretty much the entire Stampede Grounds at our disposal. So not just the... the not just the BMO Center, but right. we have the Big Four building. So the top floor of the Big Four building is now admissions. Wow. So that's where you go and you pick up your badge. There's not going to be any at the door sales. We actually sold out this year. Wow, that's terrific. Yep. So and still a few weeks away. That's that's amazing. And it was funny because there's a lot of people being like, "Oh man, I didn't get tickets." That's how I think they sound in my head. They, <laughs> oh, man. Man. Kind of like a 
That's and older butters from South Park. King <laughs> 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 is. But uh, horrible butters impersonation aside, the big four building is actually where all the emissions are. So we're taking – there was a two main choke points last year that caused us the most issues. It was people picking up their advance passes and people picking up their actual tickets. As well, on top of that, um, it was also the corral, which is our big – it's kind of our Hall H. So for people out there in San Diego Comic-Con terms, Hall H is the large panel area. Our Hall H is the Stampede Corral, which is a 6,000-seat arena. Mm-hmm. So people were going out of these panels in a 6,000-seat arena. Meanwhile, all the people picking up their passes, as I hit my mic so emphatically, are also leaving. So this was a large choke point, and that's what caused us the main issue. Right. And then on the other side, you have people conglomerating to pick up their badges. So what we've essentially done is taken those two big choke points and like transported them to a completely different building. That's and a now, great idea, actually. With the selling out, you don't even have that. So you pick up your badge... And then you walk over to the BMO Center and you flash your badge and your wristband and they let you in. And that also allows us to open up various entry points in all the halls so people can go in and out at their leisure. So, for example, if you want to get to Hall E from Hall A, you don't have to walk all the halls. You can and check out all the fantastic vendors and all the great local artists. Yeah. But if you just want to kind of get out and walk, you can get out in that hallway and then walk into the entrance of Hall E. Cool. So we're working a lot with the Calgary Stampede this year. And that was one thing that the Stampede actually told the the big giant heads of the Calgary Comic and Entertainment Expo. Is aside from the Calgary Stampede, which is the greatest outdoor show on earth and the largest event on the grounds, they haven't seen anything like the Calgary Expo. That's amazing. So we're the second largest show on the Stampede grounds. And wow. they haven't seen crowds. Because it's not just like the Stampede. Everyone's kind of spread all around. But... This was such a mass. And that's the thing, too, about a show like the Calgary Comic and Entertainment Expo. There's so many different fans. And like Full Frontal Nerdity suggests, you don't have to be that hardcore fan enthusiast. You can be that casual fan. Like last year when we reunited the cast of Star Trek The Next Generation for their 25th anniversary, you had the the hardcore Trekkies or Trekkers. Well, I think you had people coming from probably all over North America. Yeah, for that. totally. All over the world. Yeah. All, like, Star Trek fans from all over the world. And then we had the guy who used to watch Star Trek with his dad wanting to get his old man a picture of Patrick Stewart or the cast. Yeah. Just thinking they can walk to the stampede, walk into the stampede grounds unhindered, walk straight up to the cast table, just be like, I'd like an autograph, please, without any sort of crowds or lines or anything like that there's a it's there's a lot of there's a lack of knowledge Mm -hmm. about people who've never been to any sort of fan expo or convention before that go to a show like ours and they're surprised they're surprised that you have to pay for an autograph they're surprised that you have to wait in line weird i never would have thought of those kind of people because i've just like grown up with like i know what comic-con is yeah. I know what that kind of atmosphere is like, and I would but not... But people don't like that. Yeah, totally. No, I just it's, associate it's, it. It's not mainstream, it? right? It's yeah, just not yeah, a mainstream And thing. now it's made this giant leap into the mainstream with, with a lot of television shows these days celebrating nerd culture from The Walking Dead to Big Bang Theory to the comic book guys to AMC basically being like the mecca of geekdom to Doctor Who making this huge resurgence in the last five to ten years. I've just started watching it thanks to our old friend Netflix. 
<laughs> you never watched Doctor Who before this? Um, well, I watched it on PBS back in the day, but this new reboot with like David Tennant and that's on Netflix. Oh, American, American Netflix. Netflix. Oh, oh, I hacked my Xbox. Uh, <laughs> but um, those people, you guys are just cheaters. But apparently, That's who you are. No, you're apparently, cheaters. thanks to our friends at Costco, you can buy the the series on DVD for oh, like totally. thirty yeah, bucks yeah. or whatever. It's yeah. worth it. It's an know, amazing got series. Me into Doctor Who. It's, it's a great it's story, and it's like don't get me started on Doctor Who. All people hate me. Okay. They'll hate. And me. like you know what, like it or hate it, that's the thing, <laughs> and that's what's so great about nerd culture, um, in general, is you can have your certain niches that you absolutely love. There's people that probably are like Ninja Turtles, blah, no, and you're like, not. I will punch you in the face. <laughs> nope. Mondo Gecko was amazing, and I'll yes, have. <laughs> yes, I will not have you. Say anything ill against him. Everyone knows that too. I'm pretty sure Mondo Gecko just. <laughs> bronies. There's bronies. Just in invalidated you, you, what you love. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to say it. Also, the Battletoads. Yes. Eh. <laughs> They're ripoffs. Come on. Come on. Anyway. Come on. Like the GoBots. So, uh, but the expo is going to be huge. 60,000 plus again this year. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Western Canada's largest pop culture show. I would say without fail that we were definitely one of the fastest growing shows in North America. Is it bigger than the one they do in Toronto? Not quite. Not, not quite. Yet. But it's it's you're but in the running. The map and uh, well, the one in Toronto never got the Star Trek cast, did they? Ever? Are you guys got not. it first, pers- at least? Yeah, we called dibs on it. Other totally. than other than I think the the Star Trek show they're doing in London. I don't know if that's already happened. Well, what happened? It was interesting because what happened is we. We brought it together yeah. for the first time ever, but then other show conventioners and agents and all that started seeing dollar signs, so they kind of did this too. Yeah, so like, you guys were the first, cast. but yeah, we first. were the first. Yeah, and we brought people that haven't done shows ever. And this year, like for example, with Peter Dinklage, he's uh, never he's not really done a lot of that. He stuff doesn't yet. do a lot of shows. Apparently, there was a, a tale that I'm hearing from the. The big giant heads of the Calgary Comic and Entertainment Expo. And I say big giant heads as uh, a nod to the third rock from the sun oh, yeah. leader. <laughs> Just in case people are like, oh man, those those organizers have those some giant have- egos if they're called big giant heads. But uh, <laughs> apparently because of the strength of the show and how how a great an experience our guests have, they go and they talk. Like, word of mouth is huge in the convention circuit. Yeah. So cool. the agents will go back to their other clients or they'll be talking to a Peter Dinklage. And Peter Dinklage was all like, what show should I do this year? He only wants to do one or two shows this year. And Calgary was the show they picked. No way. Nice. And that's something. That's a testament of not only Calgarians. Like, I'll give a huge shout-out to Albertans and Edmontonians especially. Because in the first few years of the Calgary Comic and Entertainment Expo, you did have a lot of Edmontonians coming down to Calgary. And it's very much becoming a destination show. So you're getting the surrounding provinces coming to Calgary, as well as people, like a handful of people from Europe and Australia, coming down to these shows because of the guests. And what's encouraging now, too, is with the Edmonton Comic and Entertainment Expo, you're getting that back. So you're getting Calgarians that are actually wanting to take the drive up to Edmonton 
yeah. and visit the show for the weekend. And I think that's really encouraging. <laughs> You're getting Calgarians who actually want to come to Edmonton. <laughs> and with the great exhibits <laughs> like... Grudgingly. Yeah. Grudgingly. Yeah. Ugh, Calgary. Edmonton. Ugh. I can't stand that, too. Like, yeah, I no. was born in Edmonton, raised in Calgary, and I've since moved back to Edmonton. Yeah. And I consider myself a dual citizen of both cities. <laughs> you, should get, you should get, like, a special passport for that. Yeah, I want to. I really do, because I yeah, love yeah. both cities. <laughs> I love both cities for their, their nerd communities, and I love both cities for their different ways. And I hate... I, and I, I say hate... In this instance, specifically, because I can't stand people that dislike Edmonton or dislike Calgary or hate Edmonton or hate Calgary just for the sake of hating it. Like, I get the rivalry. I was raised in the heat of the rivalry. Yeah. But if you, like, if you say that you don't like Edmonton because of its massive pothole population and you don't like all the trees or whatever, for whatever reason, if you have a legitimate reason for liking the city and you're willing to list it, I will understand that. Yeah. Or vice versa with Calgary. People don't un- like how Calgary streets are all named. Oy. Like they're like, oh man, Acadia this, Southland that, I, Woodlands Drive. Yeah, but every city is different. I always think of the, the Edmonton-Calgary rivalry like uh, <laughs> Springfield and It is. It's Springfield and Shelbyville. <laughs> they built a mini mall. We built a bigger mini mall. Yeah. They made the world's largest pizza, so we burned down their city hall. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what it is. And I just, it, it's. Where's the lemon tree? Red deer? Yeah. <laughs> lemon tree? Yeah. <laughs> Red deer is the lemon tree. <laughs> I want to go. No, I, think, I, I think it's an Airdrie. <laughs> Here in Springfield. <laughs> what was really it? Funny. Marry our cousins or something like that? Yeah. They're like, what? No. And they're like, that's what. And marry our cousins. That's what, like, made Shelbyville. I fucking love Calgary. I, you know, like, <laughs> my parents live there. It's a great town. I don't want to live there. And you know what? That's cool. But exactly. I love Calgary. I think it's terrific. And. I do too. My family is there. My some of my old college buds. And you know what? Too. The reason that Edmonton, the Edmonton Expo, has changed and is growing is because uh, Shane Turgeon's working with the dudes in Calgary. Yeah, a uh, him and Kendrick Spong, the uh, the father of the Calgary Expo, the event director, the event daddy, as we call him, the event papa. I don't think anyone calls yeah. him that. Yeah, I will. Now you do, Stephen. Who's your daddy? <laughs> Kendricks, you're the show daddy. (laughs) But yeah, like Shane and Kendricks were talking for a long time about taking the Edmonton Collectible Toy and Comic Book Show to the next level, quote unquote. And with uh, the strength of the Calgary Expo and the resources that Kendricks has with relationships with agents and vendors and all that stuff, they were able to kind of take this awesome show in the Shaw and kick it up a notch. And Northlands is an amazing venue. I was... I was always apprehensive because I thought that the distance between the down and that was the thing too. I thought it was farther away from the Edmonton Expo Center to the downtown core. So you would have a guest that would say, "Stay at Hotel X." I won't say it because if I say the hotel, then right, right, you get a you know a gaggle of nerdy geese kind of wanting to meet. I'll show up. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. No, exactly. I, so I want to know where Dink Hotel is. X is a lot closer <laughs> to the Edmonton Expo Center than I thought, and the Northlands staff. And their, their security staff and their event staff are just amazing. Cool. Like So um, you wouldn't necessarily – and the nice thing about the Expo Center is that uh, it's got, like, direct LRT access too, right? So that's the thing too. You could plunk someone in totally. downtown and they could very easily get there. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then it's super – it's such a – it's a, like a 10-minute 10, a 10 drive on the weekend. Yeah. And there's ample parking. And there's yeah. ample – day or night. Yep, <laughs> and yeah, like they have an on train, and that was actually like we learned we learned things from the Edmonton Expo that they've adopted to Calgary, and that's oh no way, that's great. Us make a better show in Calgary, and vice versa. So 
And that weekend of the Calgary Comic and Entertainment Expo is actually, I think, when you'll first hear about the a few of the guests in the Edmonton show. All right. So Ooh. we will need to email the media people at the Edmonton Expo so we can get into the shit, Scott. Sounds like a plan. I'm sorry for pointing at you. It's rude. No, but it's fine. I like how under the circumstances. Get into the sh- get into the shit though. That's get not... into this shit. Oh, get into this shit. I thought you were get into the shit. I'm like, Ooh. I, w- I want to <laughs> climb into the shit with people. There's a giant pile of nerdy poo, and we need to swim <laughs> we're in. We're gonna it. rummage through it and find some. Yum. Find a gem, and <laughs> it's amazing. Like nerd, the nerd communities are made like. Startup Edmonton. Like, there's a lot of these great. Um, there's Nerds Night Out, and there's the other Nerd Night. Edmonton Nerd Night. Edmonton Nerd Night, and there's Nerds Night Out. But Edmonton Nerd Night is another great example of people providing people getting a venue to kind of talk about their nerdy, subtle nuances and kind of celebrate it. Some of those nuances aren't so subtle. <laughs> They're not. But like, no, you're right. But like Shane Turgeon again has this massive toy collection, and he's taking his love of toys and action figures to the next level. Good, thanks. <laughs> I will love. Owen Brierly, one of our show sponsors, has just entered and given us popsicles. He sponsored yep. us frozen treats. Thanks. That's how you sponsor a podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Frozen, frozen, frozen confections. <laughs> Can you actually pass me the frogs? I'll have some oh, of those. Shane, yeah. So, Shane. <laughs> so, where were we? Before I was distracted by frozen treats. Yeah, like Shane... As an avid collector of Star Wars memorabilia, he has Shades of Grey Tattoo on White Ave. He's mm. also spoken at Edmonton Nerd Nights. And he's written various books on the topic he's of toy collecting. Mm. He's a pretty famous dude, actually. Yeah. Star Wars tattoos. He's, he's a pretty big deal. He's kind of a big, deal. big deal. I didn't want to say, but, you know, I, he is. I spoke with Shane on, uh, what, Social Media Breakfast. And the Social Media fun. Breakfast is another nerdy event in this great city of ours. It is indeed. Shameless plug. Last about. Friday of every month. So very excited for the Calgary Expo. Do you uh, are you spending the whole weekend down there? Or? I am. Oh, cool. Yeah, I go down Thursday after work, and I'm there Friday, Saturday, Sunday night. Hopefully, probably take the Monday off as well. I would think you'll need to recover. And uh, yeah, back at it. Cool. And hopefully, I'll meet a lot of various nerds and geeks that will want to chat with me. Hopefully, not via Skype because you sound like you're in a, a tin can bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Scott's problem was. He's like, I don't that want to day. Talk. He's I so mad at me right now. <laughs> I have my mouth is full of frozen infection right now. Yeah. That's why you're talking funny. <laughs> because it's very cold. It is very cold. I just very... bit off a big chunk of it. <laughs> I see what Owen was trying to and do. And if you missed out on getting tickets for the Calgary Comic and Entertainment Expo, then get tickets to Edmonton Nerd Night. And if you do that and get tickets to the Edmonton Expo as well, you don't have to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. You, you can, can stay, stay right here in Edmonton. And there's great events too, like Pure Spec. Mm-hmm. There's great events like. Animathon and Odafest. So there's a lot going on for local nerds. In this, not local, yeah, in this great province. So this anywhere you are, if you're a listener, anywhere you are. Anywhere. <laughs> you okay, Stephen? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I just kind of turned into my inner 14 year old because you we're just hit about puberty it. right there. You guys are going to love this. I'm not authorized to answer that. He's going through his Simpsons characters. Yeah. That was awkward. It team. was. It was a huge. But that's no matter where you are listening to this podcast, there's a lot of awesome things that you can be nerdy or geeky about. And if you are nerdy and geeky about stuff and you want to talk to me about it, then my information will be on the Unknown Studio website about how to contact me. <laughs> and you can talk about being how real just Jay is. How real? Yeah, you're just so real. Dude. I'm so real. But there's a lot of nerdy things. 
what? And uh, let's do a round table. What are you nerdy about? Oh, Ninja Turtles. Yeah, we got we covered. Well, but that really, one. no. I think there's more. It's more than that. <laughs> no, no, it is. <laughs> no, you started just, podcast about movies. You're we nerdy, did. Yeah. You're nerdy about film. I'm pretty nerdy about about movies. He's nerdy uh, about his wife Heather. Oh, Natalie. 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 It's okay. I don't think she. I don't Not think she it. heard you. Uh, she wasn't paying attention anyways. <laughs> you, you got it. No worries. Uh, yes, I am nerdy about my wife, Natalie. We don't talk about Heather. We don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, Heather's not his wife, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Steve. <laughs> Shit. Uh, <laughs> I, didn't think, uh, I didn't think we were going to out you on our podcast. <laughs> well, you'd first say I quit. And I uh, Natalie start. makes the best cookies in the world. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's true. She's a nerd for fine baked goods. Mm-hmm. That's probably true because every time that I see you guys, Natalie's like, "Here, I baked something." Totally. So that is what she does. Every time I've ever done anything related to the uh, late J and J podcast, <laughs> there's been food involved. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it was Natalie's food. There you go. Uh, and Star Trek. I don't know. Are, are you a nerd about Star Trek? Oh yeah, totally. Cool. I was uh, very, very excited when when the cast came down to came down to Calgary. Did you go to TNG? I'd be no, more excited if it had been the DS9 cast. I said Boo. it. I said it. Boo. I don't think they let Avery Brooks out of whatever house he's currently living it's in. Because probably for the best. Nuts. Really. Avery Brooks is amazing. <laughs> Have you ever met him? No, but I want him so bad. He is like... I hope that he's an Edmonton Expo guest. He's eccentric. I think he's just like... I don't think he's crazy. I think he's just eccentric. I think he's <laughs> experiencing marijuana psychosis. Music. <laughs> music. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a music professor. Yeah. Uh, Scott, what are you nerdy about? Oh, so much. Well, list up your top three if you can. Games. Like board games. And, and video games. games. And video games. Yeah. Really Just all games. types of gaming I'm a fan of. Um, What's your favorite? Wait, sorry. What's your favorite board game then? My favorite board game? Oh, yeah. wow. Like right now? Yeah, like what are you like playing? Because like, right? I need to get in. I've, I used to play a little bit of board games. I need to get into one. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Arkham Horror. Nice. Mm, I recently got into uh, Seven Wonders. Cool. Oh, that was good. fun. I, we played that together. It was great. Yep. Cool. And not just because I won, which was a total fluke. <laughs> it usually is with me. Anita went out and bought it the next day. Did she? Really? Not wow. even lying. Wow. Someone, uh, a, a mutual friend, brought it over for us to enjoy. We played it. It was wonderful. Anita went out, purchased a copy the next day. Yeah, that's terrific. Last time that happened to me was uh, Settlers of Catan. I oh. played it one night, and then the next time I was just like, "Well, I guess I got to go buy this." It is. It is a great game. Yeah. What uh, am I? What am I nerdy about? That's the game. I'm nerdy about Star Trek. Yeah. Sure. Original? No. No. Point out that you have Lord of the Rings writing literally tattooed, tattooed on, your body. on my arm. So yeah. I guess I'm pretty nerdy about about Tolkien and Lord of the Rings. I don't know. Oh, sorry. I don't know if I've ever asked you about what you thought about The Hobbit. Maybe it's for another time. Though. I thought it was in a thoroughly enjoyable film. Okay. You know what the scene? <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> They're singing in the book. Right. They sing a song about going to the Lonely Mountain in the book. I, I sing. I actually thought that was the best songs. part. I find Tolkien books. A fucking hard pill to swallow. I don't like his books. Really? They're not great. Hmm. Too much description, which make for writing outstanding screenplays and storyboards, I think. But anyway, we can talk about that another time. And I'm also really nerdy about advertising, which is the industry that I work in. I'm a huge ad geek. I love... I'm a PR nerd. Yeah, like that kind of stuff really find very interesting. I have a movie for you. I I don't remember the name off the top of my head, but I'll... Elysium? No, no, no. no. Well, that too, but... (laughs) It's an advertising movie. Very cool. Art and copy? Maybe. Documentary? Yep. I've seen it. I love how he, like, after saying that, he, like, as a matter of factly, like, licked <laughs> his fruit pop. <laughs> it's like art and copy, wasn't it? 
Tell me, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Something uh, dirty just happened. Yeah. Oh, it's a good the, thing this isn't a video podcast. Where's the video? You what, so. <laughs> what else did you, you said, Scott? You said board games. Yeah. You said what else did you role playing games and video games? Oh, it was just all games. It was kind of cheating. You make a pretty amazing GM, I would think. I do. Like with your <laughs> fact, excellent skills of narration. <laughs> Objectively, Mike one of dropped. the best. Yeah, exactly. Out. I think I we have should a, all get together. And play I have a library game. at home full of role playing games, some of which I've never played. Yeah. Oh yeah. I just have them, and, and you've got them. board games that are still wrapped in plastic. See, this is that's one episode I want to do too. I know that there's podcasts based around people playing a game like that, but mm. that's the thing. I want it because I want to try. Not only do I want to profile. Okay, and yeah, I'll go into what I'm nerdy about too. But not only do I want to profile these people, I want to participate. So I want to go to board gamers and I want to try these games. I want to go to the LARPers and I want to. You want LARP. to do some boffing LARP? I want to. You LARP. want to hit people with a foam? Sword. I want to LARP. I want to LARP like you wouldn't believe. Um, so would you like video record that, or you just would you would do it and then later you'd sit down with them? The and sky's be like, the limit. That's how the thing. awesome was that? That's just, and that's the thing. Like eventually, video's not hard to do. It's. It's yeah. as accessible as really what we're doing right now. And that's the thing. So entirely. it's not only yeah. going to be a podcast, there's going to be a vlog element to it. Yeah. Let's see, because that's like I want to – it might be like a radio play. Yeah. For example, me on a pair of roller skates and <laughs> hanging out with the derby girls or something yeah. like that. That would be awesome. That'd be like like dirty jobs, but uh, nerdy jobs. Oh, nerdy jobs! Oh! I just, yeah. You're welcome. How You're is welcome. that not that's, a thing? That's up there with just Jay. Just saying. <laughs> Nerdy jobs. We're all going to do them. This is going to be Amazeballs. I'm reading Amazeballs three times. Woo! I love the word. Oh, man, that's a great word. I'm not going to say it again. I love the word amaze. I'm, I love balls. <laughs> and I like both If of it's those what we love, if, if, if it's what you love, it would be like Amaze Vaginas. <laughs> He can he can appreciate balls. That's true, and still be a heterosexual male. That's yeah. true, or uh, mostly. That is so amazed vagina, Scott. <laughs> you have no idea. Doesn't, doesn't quite roll off the tongue. <laughs> no, hey oh, in exactly the same way. You know the, where we've arrived means the show is nearly over. But, but bef- he hasn't said what his that's right nerdy thing is. I want to hear what your nerdy thing is. So I am pretty. I'm into Skyrim right now, which is a massive oh. time suck. So I have to like limit my. My time. You know what? You know how to how to really enjoy Skyrim. How? If you have to limit your time, download the soundtrack so that you can listen to it all the time. <laughs> it's and and actually an amazing soundtrack. Like these these massive orchestral pieces put together, composed by Jeremy Sewell, and arranged magnificently. Hmm. I fucking love Skyrim. I'm try that. I have I have never finished the game, but I have hmm. started more than six of them. <laughs> That is something well, to be and he hasn't finished of. it just because he doesn't want it to end. I I, <laughs> I'm reading Why the Last Man right now. I'm reading Fables. Interesting. I um, Saga Saga's by Brian amazing. K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples. Did you? Are you like up to the recent, most recent number twelve? Not yet. Did you see the sort? I did the big controversy, controversy surrounding, surrounding it? because this is like yeah. there was portrayals of homosexual romance. And uh, there was a big brouhaha surrounding it, and they were saying that Apple was against it, but it wasn't. Oh, it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't Apple. actually. It wasn't Apple. No. Apple. Yeah. It they was... um, comicsology. Yep. 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 Censored that, the comic. Yeah, they were like, "Oh, Apple's not going to like this," but Apple's like, "Oh no, we're." Apple was one of the well, first companies to openly to declare like that it didn't care if its yeah. employees were gay, yeah, and that it would it would actively support them. But, yeah, there was a big for like a couple two days at least. There was a big like. I remember seeing that everybody on hated Apple. Yeah. because of it. 
Which and is then funny. Apple's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> but yeah, like local local artists based in Alberta, based in Calgary, Fiona Staples is working with Brian K. Vaughan. I love Brian K. Vaughan. I'm a huge nerd of his stuff. Yeah. He wrote, uh, he was a show producer on Lost. Yeah. He did Runaways, Why the Last Man, which I'm reading. There's uh, The Last Pride. So I really, I'm a nerd about certain comic book writers. Like, I'm not like, I'll follow this series, but certain writers, I'm like, what are they doing? Like, yeah. Brian K. Vaughan and Bill Williams. I find that there's a lot of comic book people who are like that. They follow who, like the authors. Who follow specific authors or even specific artists. Yeah. Just yeah. because yeah. I like that. And other stuff is fine. Fiona Staples' art is amazing. She's great. Uh, fantastic. It's awesome that she's so local, too. It's that time. It is that time of the show, isn't it? We've we've asked each other and answered certain questions, and now I think it's time to ask and answer certain other questions. That's correct. Fifteen questions. Fifteen questions <gasps> in a fast way. <laughs> it's time for the Fast Fifteen. And now Jay has been on the show multiple, multiple times. times. Multiple, yeah. So we're we're gonna forego the Fast Fifteen for you, but this is Hodge's first time on our show. <laughs> is it I really? Believe, right? Well, yeah. you, really? we've interviewed you. For I did a phone interview before. That's yeah. right. But I've but never, never been a guest. Interview. Interesting. So we've I'm got really a. Excited. This is bucket list material. We've I'm got, excited <laughs> for you. We've got a Fast Fifteen especially for you, Stephen. Are you okay. ready? Okay. Yeah. Number one, your favorite food. Shepherd's pie. Well, actually, it's cottage pie because shepherd's pie is made of lamb. And cottage pie is what we've come to know and love is shepherd's pie. Is that right? Yeah. My world has changed. It's a smorgasbord of awesomeness. It's, cool. It's meat. It's and vegetables. And vegetables. It's and gravy. And you know what's really great is you mix a little cheese in with the mashed potatoes. Oh. Anyway, that's a great answer and a delicious one. <laughs> Number two, your favorite color. Electric lime. Wow. <laughs> Mac. Very specific shade of green. <laughs> Mac, PC, or Linux. Mac. Uh, dogs or cats. Dogs. Coffee or tea? Tea. Your favorite holiday? That's a damn good question. I used to make myself sick over anticipation for Christmas. So I'm going to say Christmas. <laughs> That's fair enough. Uh, your favorite sport? Rugby. Your favorite pastime? Karaoke. <laughs> Sweet. Your favorite music right now? My favorite music right now? Like artist? Artist, genre, whatever. I'm actually really into the new Paramore album. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's really good. Right on. I didn't even know they had a new one. I didn't either, but thanks to our good friends at iTunes. (laughs) What? Steven, we recommend this for you. What about your favorite movie right now? Say Anything, too. I love the band Say Anything. Oh, my God. Do they have a new album? Um, Yes, they do. I love Say Anything. Say Anything is a Real Boy is one of my favorite albums. Is a Real Boy is fantastic. Say Anything, the self-titled one, is my all-time favorite. And then the new one... I've downloaded a few weeks ago, but I have, I was all like retarded over Paramore. <laughs> like I love it was just such a fantastic album, and I was surprised by it. So I was so yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. It was amazing. Amazing vaginas. <laughs> your your favorite movie right now? My favorite movie right now, the new Evil Dead. I haven't seen it yet. It was. Oh, I haven't seen it either. But I've it's heard supposed to be quite gory. Yeah, and I've heard good things from horror fans who like. I original. saw. Oh uh, yeah, no, it is extremely gory, but there is a. There's a lot of good homages to yeah. the original property, cool. and yeah, it was just pure bloody escapism. Right on. Your favorite video game? Favorite video game? I I am in the Skyrim, but right now I'm playing a little Bioshock Infinite Ooh, as well too. Yes. Um, that was that's a fun game. 
it is fun. And then I just downloaded Beyond Good and Evil again. I was a really big fan of that one. I don't in think Xbox. I ever played that. Is that oh. the one with the giant pig? Yeah, Jade and uh, I can't remember the pig's name now. Peach. It was it's one of the best games I've ever played, hmm, and they had good. a sale on Xbox Live, so it was amazing. I guess I have to get on there. Uh, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? The power to move you. <laughs> I think you just did, Stephen. <laughs> I call you Juicy Fruit. <laughs> um, Nobody's gonna get that joke. I yeah. got it. That's <laughs> good. The taste is taste. The taste. The taste. The taste is gonna move you. That's a really. Oh man. See, when I hear that question, I always go back to like mall rats, and they're like, oh man, that's so. But yeah, the telepathy would be a pretty good one. So, literally, the power to move you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wink. Okay. What about uh, Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. I'll allow it. I'll allow that. <laughs> I you do, have to. It's I do love. I do love the track. I like, know. I was I a huge. Like. You did have the entire cast over to your house at the Calgary Expo. Yeah. What? No, he didn't. That, that was a lie. <laughs> if, oh, by his, if by <laughs> his house, Adam means the corral, the Calgary Expo. At the okay. Calgary Expo. Right. Welcome. Yeah. Right, now we're, freak out now we're on to our wild card questions. Ooh. Number one, who are you most looking forward to seeing or perhaps meeting at this year's Calgary Expo? Oh, we stumped him. Can I? Oh, I was going to, I can Ooh, vote for, oh, Dinklage for sure. You want to see Peter Dinklage? Yes. I would love to sit down and just talk with that man. Media guests, Dink- Dinklage and uh, Nathan Fillion. Oh, yeah. yeah Why didn't I say Fillion? That's kind of a big uh, one. Comic person. book guests, I would say Adam Hughes. Yeah. He's a really good cover artist. Uh, Weird Al, too. Like, come on. <laughs> It'd be just interesting to pick that guy's brain. Eh? I know, right? Now Give you, him the Fast 15. <laughs> <laughs> you were born in Edmonton. Yes. Grew up in Calgary and then moved back a few years ago. Correct. What is one of the things that you found most surprising or interesting about the city when you moved here? Like back to Edmonton? Yeah. Most surprising. Or interesting. I would say that how welcoming the social media community was. When I first moved back, that's when I started, when Twitter was just on, just about the bubble for Twitter, like, they were just on the cusp of it exploding, and, like, the tipping point was almost there. And I just came on, and I, yeah, I was, I wasn't one of those guys that, like, tweeted sandwich, like, oh, I just ate the best sandwich, but I started, (laughs) like, I started following people, and, like, the Yeg hashtag, I, and I got, like, my hand slapped, too, when I started saying Y-E-G instead of Yeg. Who slapped your hand for that? Some people are like, it's Yank. It's Yank. No, it's different. Fuck that. It's whatever potato, you want it to be. Potato, Steve. potato, potato, right? Yeah. It's potato. No one says potato. Those no, people are anybody who potato. does should be slapped. That's <laughs> the big thing. That's the big thing. But um, how like welcoming, yeah, the, the social media community was. Like when you asked a question or you would start being in these conversations and then people would invite you out and there was your online presence, but there was a lot of opportunities to take that online presence and turn it into offline action. Yeah. And how genuine some people were and how welcoming they were. And that's one thing that I'm big on when it comes to online interaction is that I'm the same online that I am offline. Mm. And there's a lot of people that are just as genuine as well too. And they're like, hey, let's have a beer to check out this event. And that was what kind of grew my, my network in this town of friends and colleagues and that. And that was something that I thought was amazing. Like you say, a lot of people are like, Edmonton's this blue collar town, but it's so, and Calgary is a beautiful city, but there's a lot of pretense. 
Edmonton, you'll sit down in a bar, and if you strike up a conversation of what like you're nerdy about, if you're a nerd for hockey, you'll talk hockey, and then someone's like, let me buy you a beer. And that was something that I loved. You know, you just made me think of something, because we've been, we've been talking about the issue the whole show, and I think that's going to be a question that I start to ask people I don't know. Not what do you do, where are you from, but what are you nerdy about? Yeah. yeah. I think you'll get some start. amazing answers. And people, and that's the thing, and that's what I kind of want to do. And that's what I really love about Edmonton is I think that I can have these conversations with not only Edmontonians, but the people that I meet in my work with the expo or my work with my my big people job and kind of strike these conversations yeah. and kind of take it from there. So. Totally. Well, awesome. Like yeah. I said, looking forward to your podcast. Thank you. And hearing that. what you have to say and about nerds. Mm-hmm. And who you have on, and what you experience, I can, and I look forward to sharing that with you guys. Cool, and and uh, gonna, us specifically, though. yeah, Not only anybody. only us. Fuck the fuck. The, <laughs> just just a, kidding, just kidding. It's a private podcast. Oh my you god, that's kind of like such. A, that's like scary, like long coat exhibitionism. It's like, hey, <laughs> come check out my podcast. Oh my god, <laughs> his podcast is so veiny. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm just I'm excited for the Lego episode. I, I I'm really excited that you're excited. <laughs> and Jay, really looking forward to, to hearing how how things change and morph over the coming months for you with just Jay. With just, just Jay. Jay, I think it's gonna have to be just Jay. Who cares about that? What did you say, Jason Dodges? It's, I don't even know what we're talking about again. I forgot about that guy. <laughs> he, whatever. He'll get some extra hits. Yeah, that's right. Day. Yeah, when they yeah. look up just Jay. Well, thank you both for being on the show. Thanks yeah, for thank having you. And talking yeah. nerdy stuff. Anytime. Yeah. You've been listening to The Unknown Studio, episode 85. Our guests, Jay Runham and Stephen Hodges. Pre-production by Adam Rosenhart. Post-production by Scott C. Bourgeois. The Unknown Studio is a proud member of the League of Extraordinary Media. You can visit us on the web at theunknownstudio.ca. Thanks for listening. I, I actually want, I can't wait for the day when you can go get your photo taken with uh, a celebrity and get it 3D printed. So you have yeah. like a life-size version of it. Only 15 grand. That's all it's going to cost you. Imagine, and if you're of the larger stature, <laughs> like the bigger nerds. We had to use a tremendous quantity of plastic to print this out, sir. You just do a scale model. Yeah, that's, that's what right. it would have yeah. to be. Yeah. Yeah. Like action figure sized. Yeah, that, oh, that would be amazing. Actually... That would be incredible, having a 3D scanner scan someone's body. They could pick uh, a genre, a weapon, and you know some colors and shit, and it would create an action figure of it. That would be pretty awesome, actually. I would love that.
That would be amazing. He'd would... have an action figure uh, of himself for every day of the week in a different costume. <laughs> yeah. Be like, Monday is ninja, Tuesday is pirate. <laughs> yeah. Would you do yourself as well, Racker? Like in the... If you really want to boil it down, I mean, I you basically can use, am. You yeah. can use a Will Riker action figure basically, to stand Jonathan in for Adam. <laughs> you know, you know what I should do? I should get, I should get a Will Riker action figure with the beard and yeah. just like have some like custom clothes made for him. Stuff his his belly so he's got a little bit of a paunch, yeah. and just pass you, it you off. You just as need myself. like a season five Will Riker, <laughs> yeah, and right. he's already yeah, got the paunch. It's true. Yeah. <laughs>